Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. This. Well, good morning, little brother. It's early break with Zip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. If you have any questions for Mike Schaefer, please call or text 402-464-5685 in for the full hour. Again, the hour is sponsored by Trek CBD 84th and Highway 2. We do have a caller that has a question. Should we get to him first before our question? Uh, yeah, we have an interesting question for okay. Mike be after the call. Okay, well, let's go to Jason in Kansas City. Jason, you're on early break. Go ahead. Yeah, morning, guys. Uh, question uh, for you, Mike. Um, what do you think about Casey's NFL you know, future. Like I said, I, I know our line gets a lot of grief, but I really feel like it, it's a three-second deal in the NFL and in pretty much any passing game. And he, he seems to get the passes off within three seconds. He's got receivers that get open in three seconds. Yeah, the line occasionally doesn't give him three seconds. For, for the most part, they give him three seconds, and he's getting those passes off. And we're having – I mean, we're scoring points. You know, he's, he's getting us touchdowns. Granny's got some interceptions, but I think he's – I think he's making himself a legit candidate for the NFL draft. Ooh. Thanks, uh, Jason. Ooh. I could see him maybe as like a undrafted free agent or a seventh round pick. Somebody kind of likes how he works out for him, and he's sort of a um, development quarterback, practice squad quarterback, an emergency quarterback. I, I, yeah. I like what I like about him is his serene calmness. Like he has faced a lot of unusual situations, bad situations. He remains relatively calm, and, and he puts the offense in pretty good spots at times. I have questions about his overall arm strength. Uh, and right now, I mean, I, I'm still wondering if the thumb got re-injured because there's so many passes that come out that just look like ducks right off the bat. And so I I think that from an intangible standpoint, yeah, he is oh, definitely yeah. someone that NFL teams would have interest in. Yes. I don't know if the physical side is right where it needs to be, no. but he, I I would be a little surprised if he didn't have an opportunity to catch on as an undrafted free agent or a late round pick, and then maybe try to make a practice squad. Yeah. you know, in his career. So um, I I think he's I, I don't think he'd ever be a guy that's starting multiple games for anybody, but I I think he'd be a really interesting you know, deep roster quarterback. They only yeah. take three, though. So that's the – so you're, you're talking about, what, 32 teams in the league? So 96 total quarterbacks um, for the most part. And 
So hey, that's that's a tough spot. There's two parts to this conversation that that I would add. He's 24. Does that factor into this at all? He's, not really. Okay. Um, not at quarterback so much. I, I don't think so because it's you're not worried about so much the leg athleticism oh. as you are. With, you know, you want your wide receiver at 21 because you're not worried about miles, really. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. He's 24. Yeah. The other thing I uh, just add to what Mike said: his intangibles are through the roof. Good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he'll interview incredibly well. Yeah. People are going to come away impressed by him. Yeah, I yeah. would imagine. Oh, when they ask him to do the grease board thing, stuff like that, yeah. he's incredible in that. I mean, he he's really strong in terms of grasping an offense and executing it. Um, that's his life. Yeah. yeah that's his, he makes We're, football's life. So he could theoretically have one more year. Yes, correct? he could. He's and he's. I he told me the, a couple of weeks ago he's entertaining that, but of course he wants to know what the coaching situation yeah. is. And he's twenty four. Like yeah. that's you know twenty five next year. Well, magic guy twenty five still. Playing well, in the in COVID football. Brandon Moore. Yeah, I mean yeah, Brandon sure. Moore's. 20, How old is he? Twenty. I think he's twenty five right now. Um, he might be only twenty four. Brandon Moore, the corner. He's the only guy 24. on the team that can legally get hotel rooms. Wow, you got to be 20. Uh, no. They might have changed the age. It used to be like you had to be 24 in some states. Really? Yeah. That I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you know that? No. Okay, uh, another topic. Greg yes. in South Carolina chimes in via the text line. Greg points out that if Bushini is hurt, why, not, why aren't they using Bleak Road? Timmy Bleak Road, who was a better punter at Furman than he was place kicker. You could use – why wouldn't you do that? He had a really exceptional punt. He did. I don't remember which game was it. Indiana. Indiana, Indiana he had a great punt. I mean, it was yeah. just a phenomenal punt. Um, yeah, I think. I think coaches are loath to go away from a player in that kind of spot, though, because unless they really think Bushini's so hindered that he can't help them, uh, they're probably just going to keep him there because he's been really good when he's been healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Bleak Road, and if you, if you need an emergency punter, you got a pretty good situation there. Okay. Okay. You had a question about Malachi Coleman. Oh yes, Malachi Coleman. Uh, Malachi Coleman, a Lincoln East player, is announcing his where he will attend college at 5 p.m. Saturday at Lincoln East. Mike, break it down. Yeah, Malachi so Coleman. Malachi Coleman has only taken one official visit, which is a little unusual for this situation. He's also still deciding between his his top seven that he put out in the early summer, which I don't have all the teams right in front of me, but off the top of my head, Oklahoma, Georgia, uh, I believe Old Miss, USC, Oregon, Nebraska, Oregon. There's one other, I think, in there. Okay. Now he's only made one of a visit. That's to Nebraska. Yeah, and he made that on June third, uh, which was the first you know big visit weekend they hosted in in June. And um, you know he had a great time. I mean he he talked about how important that visit was uh, for him because it was you know as a guy who's been to Lincoln's campus, living here in town dozens of times, he got to experience it in a little bit of a different way when you get the pomp and circumstance of the official visit and. You know, it's just it's a different kind of situation, different setup. I really obviously enjoyed spending time with Mickey Joseph, and that relationship, I think, grew to its strongest point, and maybe it's only gotten stronger since, but to its strongest sort of public point during that official visit and the way that he would talk about it after. So um, he's uh, he's going to make a decision on Saturday. That doesn't mean he wouldn't take visits after a decision, though. I do think that's worth pointing out. Like, if... 
if he chooses Nebraska and it's unclear what's going to happen with Mickey Joseph, I, I think he would entertain the idea of holding off on either signing in December or potentially taking other visits. You are talking as if he is picking Nebraska. I, I don't know who else he would pick at this point. I mean, I don't know what other options realistically are on the table because he had some official visits that he had scheduled that didn't end up happening. I think schools don't think he's going anywhere but Nebraska, so they're not necessarily itching to bring him in for an official visit if they don't think that it's going to result in something. Um, and so I, I think right now it just feels so heavily skewed toward Nebraska. Now, look, perhaps there's a a total change and a swerve and we don't see it coming, but, I mean, this is a guy for three straight weeks. I think he's tweeted out the same photo of him and Mickey Joseph from his official visit, like during Nebraska football games. Like he's, he's pretty locked into what's yeah. happening over there in Lincoln. He's very, very tied to Mickey. Hmm. Okay, what position – would Malachi Coleman play if he were to become a Husker? You know, last year I was all in on the idea of making him an edge rusher, making him a uh, you know a, a sudden threat from the outside as a uh, defensive player, and it just feels at this point that it's it's only going to be wide receiver. I mean, he's it feels pretty locked into that. Um, you know, he's a really really good athlete, and he's another guy where he's got really strong track speed. So you put him out there and send the go route and he's six foot five and he goes up and, and gets the football. And so, um, you know, he's, he's got a lot of, a lot of development regardless of where the position is going to go. Some of that is just, you know, body management and frame management. He's, he hasn't had the opportunity to really just kind of bulk up and get to his football size because he's also done basketball and track like immediately following. So he's just not able to, gain and retain body mass in the way that, you know, you kind of want. So that's why some of these schools, Oklahoma, Oregon, a couple others, they actually liked him as a tight end because if they thought that yep. you could get him to 240 yep. and he retains that kind of athleticism, That'd be he could be a stuff, really, sure. you know, fascinating guy. And when he wants to, he is an absolutely punishing blocker. I mean, the the first play of the game for Lincoln East on Friday night, and I was at it, they're at the, the two-yard line. They give the ball to, I believe, Dash Bauman, and I watch Malachi just go full straight sprint, chasing this this defensive back who's kind of like angling, trying to get away from him, just couldn't, <laughs> and just got absolutely rocked. And and Malachi buries him, and then is running down the sidelines with Dash Bauman as he's going in for a ninety-eight yard touchdown. So oh, that's a good picture. Um, you know, you it, that kind of stuff. Like that's what he was doing a lot of his junior year. I think to me. What caught people's attention was last year during the Southeast game where he's destroying people as a as a blocker. He blocks a punt. He has, like, two sacks, you know, in that game. Like, and, and he caught a touchdown pass on, like, their first offensive play. So, he's he's a really, really raw, talented athlete that I am excited to see what happens when he gets to narrow his focus to just football and just wide receiver. You know, where does it go for him? This is, this is another feather in Mickey Joseph's cap. It sounds like. Well, yeah, because if he picks two Nebraska. of your best commitments are going to be wide receivers at a position that is, you know, if Trey Palmer leaves, it is as threadbare as it could possibly get. And you would need to go into the transfer portal for the fourth straight year or third straight year and find someone to make up for the horrendous wide receiver recruiting pre-Mickey Joseph 
you know, the 2020 class, the 2021 class, the 20, like you're just getting nothing. Which I would say though, it, it, it'd be pretty interesting for a receiver seeing the numbers that Trey's put up and Toure put up saying, this okay, is, that's I a mean, pretty compelling place for me to go to. Right. And some of that is Mark Whipple's offense too. I yes. mean, he, he gets lost in this player. discussion where we, you know, we're, we're heaping all of this praise on, on Mickey and on Trey Palmer. And some of it to me is like, go look at Mark Whipple's track record. Like that guy just, he finds his best offensive player, and he just keeps getting him the ball. He keeps calling plays that gets him the ball. He knows how to do he that. He keeps designing things to get him the ball. Right. And they have taken advantage. They Against Purdue more than any other team, they took advantage of Jake, that. it is 7-50. Let's do it. Let's play the game soon. <laughs> Give us a call right now, 464. 464-5685. Schaefer, he is 3-0 in the week. He can't be stopped. He, he wants to win the game show. The only way he can lose. be stopped is if you're stalling and you won't let him play. Jake, it is, it is 7. <laughs> it is time to play the game show. We've done this the last couple of weeks. It's Thursday night football trivia. Oh, great. Saints-Cardinals trivia. Yeah, okay. All-time leaders for the oh, Saints awesome. and the Cardinals okay. in the NFL. Okay. 464-5685. Shut up, simple starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Sipple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. Will the unbeaten week remain for SIP? 3-0, it's already a winning week no matter what happens. I, I want to quiz you. What's my overall record? 24-9. Wrong. 25-9. and Yes. 25-9. and <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot to include your one win you had yesterday. Right. He's on a heater. How do you I, feel about Saints-Cardinals trivia? I am Tubby Smith right now. I thought you were Kelvin Sampson yesterday. Yeah. Tubby Smith. So that means you replaced the legend and people won't like you as much? <laughs> He had a big year. Oh, okay. He had a big year. Just be Kelvin Sampson, okay? All right, I'm Kelvin Sampson. Okay, who do we have here on early break? Go ahead. Shane. James? Shane. 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 All right. Shane. All right, Shane. All right, test me. Shane, how do you feel about uh, Saints Cardinals all-time leaders? Uh, we will do our best. Yeah. All right, well, Shane. We. Do you have a lifeline as well? That that'd be lovely. Can can I use Mike as my lifeline? No, <laughs> don't. That's not, not how the rules work no. here. No, I, I no. That's a resounding no. All right, let's do this. All, All right, Shane. All right, Shane. Here's your first question. What quarterback holds the record for most passing yards in a season for the Cardinals with four thousand six hundred and seventy-one? Uh, Kurt Warner. Ooh, never that, never a bad guess. Never a bad guess with them. Not correct. This. 4,671? Yep. In a season. This is the franchise, right? That's right. I, I'm between two different yeah, – I, I don't have one pass for you. What would you guess it been? Uh, well, so it, I feel like it's, either, it's either Carson Palmer or Kyler Murray. Okay. What would you guess it been? Because uh, it's more recent and yards are higher, Kyler Murray. Carson Palmer. So you didn't, right, you didn't so guess you it. Go. So, all right. Good, good job. Good Shay. no show there. Okay. All right. Sip, first question. Schaefer's still in play. 0-0 zero, zero time. <laughs> Thank you. What coach has the most wins in Cardinals history with 49? That's all. 49 is the most well, ever. wouldn't that be, Schaefer? I mean, I'm tempted just to do this. I don't have an answer yeah. for you. Don't you? 
Uh, I have a guess, but well, I don't have anything. Vikings related. I don't think it's that guy. Oh, forget it. Um, this is franchise. Yeah. Oh. It's pretty sad that their all-time leader is only 49 wins. I'd confirm this. Triple confirmed it. <laughs> triple. Triple. Well, I'm going to say Dennis Green. I don't think he's there. It is not Denny Green. Uh, Shane, do you want that one? Or do you want to pass? Um, you don't have to take this. I'm going to pass and hope that it's not Bruce Arias. It was Bruce oh, That was my guess. Ooh, it wasn't. was Ooh. Bruce, but you Ooh. passed. I so felt you. more comfortable not saying anything and saving it if it was 0-0. Yeah, zero, you want to guess who's second in that list? What's that? You want to guess who's second with 45? Uh, No. Ken Wisenhunt, who went okay. to the Super Bowl yeah. with the Cardinals. Okay. Right. I honestly couldn't think of that many Cardinals coaches. That's why, that's why the number's so low, because they yeah. get fired a lot. Okay, uh, Shane, for the lead, your last question. Who has the most rushing yards in Saints history with 6,457 yards? I think I got this. In Saints history with, what would you say, 6,000? Yep, 6,457. Um got to be somebody who somehow spent a lot of time there. But it, uh, it seems like it should be obvious, but... Five seconds. I, uh, not saying Ricky. Let, let, I'm going to throw a dart. Mark Ingram. Ooh. You are correct. Wow. Just ahead of Deuce McCallister. I was going to say Deuce. I was all over Deuce McCallister. Just ahead of Deuce McCallister. I'm shocked by that answer. So was I. That's a great guess by Shane. Great dart throw. Great dart throw. You hit the the target. Now we're we're got it. Schaefer's in play. Schaefer's in play. Confer. Okay. Okay. All right. 1-0 lead, and you will need Schaefer for this one. (laughs) I was going to tell you that. All right. Speaking of the Saints, what receiver leads the Saints in all-time receiving yards with 9,000 759 yards and touchdowns with 72. It is a receiver. All-time leader in both yards and touchdowns. Sybil, the only name that I can think of is Joe Horn. Ooh, get it. Go. Bam. And I don't I don't nail it. About Joe it. Horn. Joe Oh. Yeah, Joe I Horn. Your week. Joe Horn, I believe, no, no. was second or third. Okay, who Marcus is Marcus Colston. Remember that oh, name? for God. From Hofstra. No way. I don't feel remotely no. Hey, bad. No, I don't hey, either. All-time leader in yards and touchdowns. He's recent. He, I don't, that feel, was, don't feel That bad. was in the last 15 years. What's the name? Marcus Colston. Yeah. No. I feel somewhat bad about not going with Bruce Arians. Don't uh, feel bad. Don't feel bad. That. Shane, congrats. You've won bagels. Thanks for calling in and calling down the road. It was a war of attrition. No, don't feel bad. That was a hard one. That was a hard game. Well done, Shane. Good job, Shane. Nice win today. Yeah, I've been wanting to say this for a long time. Shut up, Sipple. There it is. Shane, you got it. You got him. Okay, he nice got it. Nice win today. He got it. He Two said it. tiebreaker. This is not a hard one today, but this is very easy, I think. Or at least I'll I set guess. the number. All right. Alvin Kamara holds the record for most rushing touchdowns in a season with the Saints in 2020. How many did he have that season? 14. Over. 16. Oh. Over is correct. Okay. Um, you know how many he had against the Vikings? He had like on four or five. Or Christmas six. Day. He had six. <laughs> I think he had six. <laughs> I watched it at my in-laws' house, future in-laws' house, just sitting in the basement, being like, "They, they have one guy, and it still worked and you out." Stop. <laughs> I mean, I think they won that game by twenty points. So, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Marcus Colston. Mark, remember, you don't know. Is I it, don't feel remotely bad is about it that. Colston? You, you, no, see, Colston. Colston. See, I got people texting me. They also thought it was Deuce McAllister, which is what, and he's second. If, if Shane hadn't gotten that, 
we would have both guessed Deuce McAllister and you'd have been down. Oh, I was going to be really obnoxious about it. I was going to say, Deuce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you did anyways. Yeah. So. <laughs> you already got it. Uh, the spillover is just me and you, Sip, unless Schaefer sticks around because Raph and AD are out. No, while Schaefer, you're staying. All right, I'm staying. All right, we have more Schaefer next. Spillover and early break in the ticket. <laughs>